Hey, Smarty fans, your pal Trusty has a gift for you. A seven-day free trial of Who Smarted Plus. That's right. If you sign up for Who Smarted Plus, you'll get one week of free access to all our subscriber episodes and bonus Smarty Qs, all ad-free. Parents, educators, and Smarty Pants have been letting us know how much they love their Who Smarted Plus subscriptions. Now's your chance to see what all the excitement is about. Again, this offer is 100% free. You can cancel any time within the trial week. But I have a feeling you're going to want to stick around for all the exciting adventures and extra smarting. Sign up now right in Apple Podcasts or on whosmarted.com. Just click Join Who Smarted Plus. Thanks for smarting with us and supporting Who Smarted. Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I say, gentlemen, let's call this meeting of the Curious Chemist Club to order. <laughs> Antoine Lavoisier, France. Present. Johann Wolfgang Derbreiner of Germany. Here, meat snacks. Uh, soft pretzel, anyone? Dmitry Mendeleev of Russia. Duh. And, of course, I'm John Newlands of Great Britain. As important chemistry scholars, it is up to us to put the elements in some kind of order. Psst. Excuse me, gentlemen. Trusty narrator here, representing who smarted? Who smarted? Uh, wasn't me. No, 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 it's a podcast for all the smarty pants of the world. Speaking of, when all you world-renowned chemists were conducting your work on the elements between the years 1789 and 1869, did you actually know each other? Um, no. We did not hang out, or nerd out, as the kids say. But for purposes of explanation, this seemed more fun. And we were all aware of each other's work. After all... We were striving toward a common goal. Yes, to organize the elements into an easy-to-read pyramid. No, 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 no. It should be a magnificent pie chart. I think not. A ladder with elements listed in order of importance would clearly be best. Yet, it needs to be a table. Ah, but why did these clever chemists feel the need to categorize the elements in the first place? How did they arrive at the periodic table as we know it? And how the heck are we supposed to read this thing? It's time for another whiff of science on... Who Smarted? Who Smarted? Who 
smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. But who's smarted? Hey, smarty pants. When it comes to the periodic table of the elements, have you ever wondered why? Ah, yes. Around 1789, I thought to myself, Antoine, we've discovered a significant number of elements. Well done, us. And many share similar characteristics. Wouldn't it be wonderful to put them in some kind of chart? We could group elements with similar properties together to quickly recognize important information used to balance chemical equations. You thought of all of that? Oui, it is my job. And then I tried grouping them by metal and non-metals lead over here. Hydrogen over there. Iron over there. Neon over there. Hmm, but that wasn't enough. Forty years after Antoine started creating categories, I thought to myself, Johan, many of these elements share similar physical or chemical properties. What if I stack them in triads, or little pyramids of three, in order of atomic weight? Ooh, that's exciting. But wait, why does atomic weight matter? The atomic weight is important because most chemical reactions are directly related to the numerical relationships among the atoms within the elements. Smarty Pants, to clarify, elements are made up of what's known as atoms. In fact, everything is made up of atoms. Atoms, as some of you know, are teeny tiny units you can't see, but they are the building blocks that make up all of the matter in the universe. Whoa. <clears throat> and each atom is made up of three particles, protons, neutrons, and electrons. Protons are positively charged particles located in the center or nucleus of an atom. Neutrons are also located in the nucleus, but they don't have a charge. And electrons are negatively charged particles which orbit around the nucleus. The atomic mass is the number of protons plus the number of neutrons in the nucleus of one individual tiny atom of an element. And the atomic weight is calculated by averaging all the variations of that element as it occurs in nature. The difference is tricky, but they are usually similar numbers. In 1860, at the first International Conference of Chemistry in Germany, it was decided that hydrogen, the lightest and most abundant element, would be assigned the atomic weight of ein, uh, one, and all other elements would be labeled in comparison to hydrogen. Then, in 1865, I thought to myself, John, elements with similar properties can be grouped into sets of eight. I'll call it the law of octaves, and arrange the elements in increasing order of atomic mass. I see. What about you, Dimitri? Did you talk to yourself too? Yet, the solution came to me in a flash. In 1869, I arranged the 63 known elements according to their atomic weight in a table. And I left a gap for the elements that were not yet to be discovered, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
Well, however it came to you, Dimitri, you're credited with coming up with the earliest version of the periodic table that we now use. Great job. Uh, thanks. I'm awesome. In 1870, German chemist Lothar Meyer produced a similar version of the periodic table, also leaving gaps for new elements. Later in the decade, some of those gaps were filled by elements that Dimitri had predicted. Gallium, scandium, and germanium. And in 1955, the 101st element would be named Mendelevium in Dmitri Mendelev's honor. But smarty pants, do you know why it's called the periodic table? Is it because there's lots of periods in it? Because it was invented during the reconstruction period? Or because the elements occur in nature in regular intervals or periods? Hmm. It's called the periodic table because the elements occur in regular intervals or periods. In other words, the properties of the elements are fairly predictable. Ah, I'll explain further. The number of protons in an atom determines that element's atomic number. A carbon atom, for example, has six protons, so its atomic number is... What do you say, smarty pants? Did you say six? Great! The periodic table lists the elements in order of ascending atomic number. Ascending, meaning starting with the smallest number and going up. Do you remember which element had the smallest number? That's right. Hydrogen is number one. We're number one! We're number one! Yes, hydrogen, you're number one. And number 101 was named after me. Uh-huh. Mendelevium is number 101. But Smarty Pants, how many elements in total are on the periodic table now? Are there A, 101, B, 118, C, 140, or D, 202? I say 140. Uh, no. While there are elements numbering up to 140 that are being studied and considered, There are currently only 118 elements that have been identified and proven to be worthy of periodic table status. So the answer is 118 elements. We're number 118! We're number 118! Yes, O'Gannison, you're number 118. Now, the 118 elements on the periodic table are further divided into categories. Dimitri, care to explain? The horizontal rows are called periods. The table has seven periods. Elements are placed in different periods to represent how many electron orbits they have, starting with the lowest. So imagine an atom is like our solar system. The nucleus of the atom is the sun, and the electrons are the planets orbiting around it. These electron orbits are known as shells. All of the elements in a row, or period, on the chart have the same number of electron shells. Hydrogen and helium only have one, so they're at the very top. The bottom row, beginning with francium, contains 32 elements that have seven shells. But that's not all. The 18 vertical, or up and down, columns called groups arrange elements that look and behave similarly because they have the same number of electrons on their outermost shell. Unlike a planetary orbit, a shell can hold more than one electron. 
elements are also split into metal and non-metal groups. Metal elements are especially good at conducting electricity and heat. Most of the non-metals are clear, odorless gases. Lots of these elements are in the air you breathe, like oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, and argon. The metals are further subcategorized by their chemical behavior. Subgroups include alkali metals, alkali earth metals, lanthanides, actinides, transition metals, post-transition metals, and metalloids. The non-metals are divided into halogens, noble gases, and others, which include helium and hydrogen. Whoa, 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 whoa! You expect me and the smarty pants to remember all of that? Of course not. That's why I create periodic table for you. Duh. Uh. As more elements are proven, the table grows and the groups expand. That's why they're color-coded. Those rows at the bottom, they're metals in the groups lanithide and actinide. But chemists ran out of room. So they still have a spot on the periodic table, but we moved them down below to save space. Okay, so let's recap. There's 118 elements, each with an atomic number, representing the number of protons in their nucleus. They're arranged in periods, or rows, representing the number of electron shells, and groups, now color-coded, to represent common chemical properties. Is that right? Nailed it! It's great to know and remember the elements, especially if you're a chemist. But there's a lot to remember. And new elements could be added at any time, so it's handy to have a table for reference. Nice. But wait, I noticed the elements in the periodic table are all abbreviated with letters. And most of them make sense, like hydrogen is H, and helium is HE. But some are kind of weird, like gold is AU and silver is AG? What is that about? There is a reason for that. And we'll find out right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. 
Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code smarted50 at factormeals.com slash smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to who smarted. Smarty Pants. If you've ever looked at a periodic table, you've noticed how each element gets its own little box. Thanks to our chemist friends, you know now why the boxes are organized the way they are. But what about the numbers and letters inside each box? In the center of each box is a one or two letter symbol representing the element's name. There's O for oxygen, NI for nickel, MG for magnesium, and F-E for iron. Whoa, whoa, wait. F-E for iron? There's no F or E in iron. Why isn't it I or I-R? Often, the chemical symbol is derived from an earlier name for an element. In this case, the Latin word for iron, which is ferrum. Thus, F-E. Gold comes from the Latin aurum, so A-U, and lead in Latin is plumbum, so P-B. Some elements are named by the chemists who discovered them, and their symbols are based on their original names. For example, potassium was discovered by the German chemist Martin Heinrich Klaproth. Only he called it kalium, which is why the symbol for potassium is K. Some names are descriptive, like BR for bromine, and the Greek word bromos meaning stinky. Maybe they should have named it PU. Ha! <laughs> well played, narrator. Thanks, but it is all a little confusing. Da! That is why we use the periodic table. 
Because there are scientists all over the world discovering, studying, combining, and manipulating elements. It's good to have one periodic table to reference, share, and update all the information about the known elements. When celebrating the 150th anniversary of my early periodic table, the United Nations Scientific and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, wrote, The periodic table is essentially a window on the universe, helping to expand our understanding of the world around us. Since it describes atoms and atoms make up everything, they're probably right. Ahem. Not that you haven't done great work, Dimitri, old boy. But let's not forget, there have been many contributors to your periodic table. Of course, and probably some smarty-pants listening will contribute even more, and then we'll have to make a bigger periodic table. <gasps> hmm, maybe I should try to discover an element. I can see it now. Trusty narratorium. A super shout-out to Jack and Max from Holly Springs, North Carolina, who love listening to Who Smarted with their parents, Allie and Derek, on the way to school. Talk about a smarty family! This episode, The Periodic Table, was written by Libby Platinum Ward and voiced by Taya Germanium Garlid, Brandon Boron Bayless, Adam Titanium Davis, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hydrogen Han. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Cobalt Kabaski. The theme song is by Brian Silicon Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colber. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production.